fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try to Brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, everything in between, fantasy trophies, we hope. This is a big week for those of you that are still alive. I cannot include myself in that group, but I'm still doing the Lord's work as, oh, the Wolf's work, whatever. I'm here. I'm showing up. You know, I'm like Cal Ripken. I got uh, a, you know, consecutive game streak going. I'm not going to break it just because I suck. We're going to help you guys hoist some fantasy hardware because that's what we're all about. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, Nat The Truth Jones, with me as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, still alive and kicking, I'm happy to say. Oh, yeah, very alive and kicking. I like the idea of you calling me Lord Wolf from now on, too. That was a good, I uh, had a good ring to it when we started the show, Lord Wolf. Appreciate yeah, that. Sure. But no, that this is, I remember it was the opposite last year where I got knocked out early in all my leagues, and I know your pain trying to go through yeah, these yeah. shows with the uh, enthusiasm and keeping it up when you just said deep down, fantasy rot in your core right now after you are knocked out it's tough it takes a lot of perseverance but as it happened last year once we get talking to the people get the the beers flowing a little bit you know we'll feel better hopefully this will be a cathartic experience for you at least it was for me last year once i was knocked out early but man it's exciting to also still be in there don't mean to rub that in your face no 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 sorry to hear that you've been knocked out truth but Man, we got the people, and they are here. They're already asking the questions, and I am pumped to get after it. Yeah, me too. Like I said, mine was a combination of – there's so many things. It's a 17 or a 14-game season, and, you know, 10 different times if I had done one thing differently, I'd have gotten the buy oh. in the playoffs, and I'd still be in right now. Um, and that's the nature of the beast, I guess. And this uh, year, it did not go my way. It was a very frustrating year. But, um, you know, you try to tell yourself, Hey, at least now I can watch football for football. Nah, don't believe the fucking hype. Like, you know, I'm going to watch football for football, but every time I see one of my players play, it's like instinctively every time through the Super Bowl, I see Cooper Cup score. I'm going to like feel like that was something good for me. And then I'll be like, oh, right. That doesn't mean anything anymore. So it's kind of like empty. It's kind of like, you know, they say if you get your arm cut off, you get this phantom. You feel like you got an arm there, but you don't. That's what it's like when you get knocked out of the fantasy playoffs. Sure is. You're just like a, a corpse kind of moving through the motions here. I get it. I think it's the ultimate coward's excuse. Like, yeah, now I get to just sit and not have any. Shut up. Everyone there. would wish to have it on the line, even if it means more pain because you get hurt further yeah, yeah, than playing yeah. pain. You always want that little added investment. I hate when people, oh, I get to watch with just enjoy football. No, so you're not every, enjoying football. You're enjoying No, you're right. You're not. You're not enjoying you. football. You're not. So, like, there have been times throughout the regular season where it's like my game was over or decided by Monday. And I was like, all right, I can just watch the Monday game and it's cool. And I have enjoyed that from time to time. That's different. Once you're, you're out, still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're like, right. You're not dead inside. Like once you're out, it's still, you're just miserable. You know, I'm going to watch the game tonight. I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to enjoy what I think figures to be a pretty good AFC and NFC playoff run. Uh, it should be pretty exciting, but I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't devastated, but I'm going to yeah. do what I can to deliver valuable fantasy news to the community, to the regulars that are still here watching us. We really appreciate your time. Um, real quick, give us a like before we get into the Thursday night football news, um, of which there is a little. This has been a crazy season, man. 
Um, it's, it's probably last year was chaotic, Nat. This year might be even more so. As, even if it wasn't like the this whole is, it has been. chaos, they yeah. have like condensed just insanity into your fantasy playoffs between who we had out last week. Who's we're gonna cover some names that are just like and, and I'm I'm without two of my biggest studs and Dalvin Cook and Travis yep. Kelsey scrambling right now. It's just a fucking shitstorm. This is this is by far the craziest season just because it's been condensed into the the most important time. There's been craziness throughout the year, but yeah, but it's really years, intensified. Like, you know, it is insane. CMC injury and stuff, you know, it's like that was crazy, but that happens in football. But having like just a roulette wheel of, you know, 40 to 50% of the star players in the league just randomly being nuts. out, like when you need them the most, that's crazy. Um, it really is nuts. If we have another season this crazy, I'd just be absolutely shocked. Um, let's get into Thursday night football news, and you're going to see a bunch of this craziness borne out in some of our injuries. Some of our, and anyway, anyway, you're going to get to see what we're talking about. AJ Brown, he's been on IR for a while, chest issue. Uh, Ian Rapport reports that he is likely to play against the 49ers. This, a lot of people are saying, makes him a solid wide receiver too, but his ceiling is unparalleled. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have him as a low end one. It'd be really, really hard. I tweeted out actually right before the show. You'd have to have ungodly wide receivers to have this guy on your bench maybe in two wide receiver leagues without flexes if those type of shit, uh, shit who, who plays exist. in a two wide receiver league without yeah, a flex. The, the elusive one <laughs> then maybe just maybe you could justify it because there is risk the guy has been boomer bust all year there's certainly four catch 40 yard like you know kicking the balls type of risk here tonight but we've just seen stud performances on these last few thursday nights and nobody would be shocked to see 150 and two scores from A.J. Brown. They sorely have lacked any type of offensive firepower, especially in the passing game these last few weeks. They're gonna, they are gonna they sorely missed him. It's going to be very clear, I think, right from the start what type of game you're getting. But I think it's – especially when they come off the IR, a lot of people, oh, no, they're going to limit his workload. What's the snaps going to be? I think it's also could work in the opposite. We saw with Dalvin Cook where they try to just get you in a groove early. And if you're grooving, let's feed this monster. So I, that's what I think is going to happen. We've got the 11th most points allowed to wide receivers, so an easy matchup. He is at my wide receiver 18 for the week, so it'd be very difficult, in my opinion, to bench this guy. Uh, I, I think you're getting yourself a stud performance tonight. And it, even if not, you know, it, it, you'd be so much more pissed if you benched him and he had like 152. I, well, I, I mean, it does also kill you if he has like four catches for 40, but it is too much upside to pass up, in my opinion. It, it depends. It depends who you're benching, if it would kill you or not. I, I agree. I'm playing the guy. My concern is not him or his snap count or uh, how much he's got in the tank right now. My concern is that Ryan Tannehill threw for like 90 yards the last time he played. So 150 and two would surprise me a little bit. Now, you could make the argument the reason he threw for 90 yards is because he's got no one to throw to. So we'll see. <laughs> right. And um, another big concern to add on to that is that their line is completely decimated right now. Uh, Saffold on the interior, both tackles, it, whether it's COVID or injuries, they have very few, if any, of their starting linemen out there tonight. So that is a major concern for Foreman, for the aforementioned Tannehill. I certainly would not want Tannehill in my laps, even with A.J. Brown back. The uh, call's already coming back up. Lovely when that happens. But I would not ever trust Tannehill with my championship potential on the line. Even still, like, yes, that's a concern for A.J. Brown if he has no time to throw, but it also could be let's get this ball out quickly and let A.J. Brown do his thing, which is when he sure. truly is at his best, knifing yeah. through defenses with the ball in his hand. Uh, I, I could see that also being part of the game plan. So big concern there, but ultimately not enough for me to be benching A.J. Brown at all. Um, a question I've gotten a lot 
is AJ Brown versus Antonio Brown, the return of two Browns. Which one would you rather? So just to kind of use a measuring stick for you. I I know what I think. You can tell me what you think. I'd go Antonio myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wide receiver four in fantasy points per game, potentially and likely no Evans, certainly no Godwin. I would be going Antonio Brown with the quarterback play, the the potential number one target volume from Tom Brady, always a a more viable bet. So I would be going Antonio Brown myself. The one Um, risk with that is what if he doesn't play come Sunday, but it's looking like he's ready to go. He's been practicing limited all week. So if that gives you a measuring stick, like that's the type of guy I would bench AJ Brown for. But again, there's only 15 or so of those guys on my rankings at this point. I absolutely would smash the Antonio Brown play if he's playing. Um, All right, let's talk about some 49ers news. Uh, What do you think about the running back situation tonight? Yeah, Jeff Wilson, a lot of questions coming in on him. And I sat him last week for you guys, and I told you, if I sit him, he's going to blow up. What happened? He blew up, so you're welcome. You're welcome. I did my service right. to the fantasy community. I benched him. Still made it through even without the uh, Jeff Wilson effort. If I had played him, I guarantee you we would have had 40 scoreless oh. lines. So, again, you're welcome. Uh, and I'm going to bench him again tonight for all of you folks out there, but I don't know that he's going to be as kind. I'm not as confident given this matchup. Second fewest points allowed to wide receivers. I mean, our running backs, rather. The Titans are very generous. Second, most points allowed to wide receivers, but second, fewest to running backs. The definition of a pass funnel defense here, 21 carries, 110 in a TD. Yes, I get that was beautiful. 50 snaps. And even more encouraging for Jeff Wilson, this is the reason you could start the guy, was 15 routes run and a few targets with only one route run for Jermichael Hasty. only three total snaps for Jermichael Hasty. So that is the, the argument for him, is he's now playing a, a potential three-down role. He's one of only four running backs under Kyle Shannon to see 20 plus carries in his last four years being uh, Eli Mitchell's been a, a horse also this year. It's kind of a new philosophy from Kyle Shannon. So I get all that. There's a lot working in his favor, but I think the matchup's going to be really difficult. I do love this 49ers line. They might be quote unquote matchup proof. We'll find out tonight. Yeah. Wilson did look better. I I'm nervous that you're going to get a 50 to 60 yard game though. A dud with no scores. If I can, if I have good enough options, I'd rather I'd bench him. I'd bench him for a guy like Justin Jackson, for example, should Austin Eckler be out. Um, real quick, and we just got a, a five-buck super chat from Omar. Um, I want to ask you a question, honestly. And you can tell me if this is a, a dumb question or not. How many teams in the NFC are definitely better than the 49ers? I I there's not a lot. Like I really like the 49ers and how they're built for playoff football, you know? Um yeah. I would say the Packers are better. Probably, would, yeah. On their best day, the Rams, but no, that's like a confident. They're, they're I feel like the 49ers kind of own the Rams, don't they? they? They often do. Yeah, Shanahan does own him. I mean, it, it, you can't say it, that's the, uh, the Cardinals with any confidence. Right. It's, it's not an obvious list, right? Like the, maybe I, I think, think the, the Packers the Bucks, are, but like the, we, and the we Bucks that maybe a if they're healthy, but who them, knows, right? Pound them into submission. 49ers right. have as good of a chance as anybody in the NFC to go all the okay. way. Okay, that's what I'm checking because, it, yeah. you know, they're like a 500 team and I look at them and I'm just like, man, I'm not – Sure, I'd take almost anyone as a slam dunk over the night. For the shit that Jimmy G gets, the guy wins. Like Jimmy he's G's just a pretty good quarterback, dude. He, he he never flashes. He doesn't look like a guy that could just truly elevate a franchise ever. But at the end of the day, he gets wins. He in especially in the clutch time, he knows what it takes to win in playoff games. Maybe not the Super Bowl. He certainly didn't get it done there. But still, I, I yeah, I think they're as dangerous. They have the experience, the coach. Like they they could seriously go for a run with that. Uh, that run game, but especially also the way the defense is flying around these days. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a that's a very dangerous team. Out all right, there. let's hit. That's Omar's, all we got for Thursday let's night. Let's hit Omar's super chat. Let's hit Omar's super chat. Let's hit Omar's super chat. Just a, a, of a note for Thursday night too. Julio is playing, but you can't be playing Julio tonight. 
Uh, so we got our man Omar. Thank you so much. This is a way, guys, to jump the line with that super chat. We'll interrupt our broadcast for you, even though we have a few things we got to cover because we appreciate your support so much. It goes such a long way. So thank you so much, Omar. Anybody else out there that if you want to do this, it's certainly not, you know, you don't need to. It's not required, but it is very appreciated uh, and it goes a long way. So thank you so much, Omar. And of course, you get to jump the line now. Right. Omar says, yo, Wolf and Truth, we made it. Sit one between Wilson Jr., Foreman, AJ Dillon, full PPR. Who are you sitting, Wolf? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> I'm glad you made it, Omar, because he was shooting me some DMs talking about Cooper Cup treating his uh, ball sack as like a speed bag, I think was the exact line he used, because yeah. he sure was. But I'm glad you somehow survived that onslaught from Cooper Cup uh, giving you spaghetti nut over there. Um, ultimately, of this option, I got to sit one. I, I think it's Wilson for me for all the reasons we really? just talked about. You know, he has the most guaranteed workload of these three. So that's kind of the, the scary part of benching him. I'm just really nervous for this matchup, uh, especially if we get down big early for the 49ers. Should A.J. Brown be a big boost to this offense? As I think it will be. I really like Foreman. Two of his three are, are 100-yard games. He's getting you know 20-plus carries a week. I do think Wilson might get 20 carries, but I think this Titans defense – I, unless there's a, a lot of people out that I don't realize right now, and I don't think that's the case, I'm very nervous about this Titans defense. They just held Najee Harris to four points. Um, and, and I see 20 touches, like five catches. They still held him to like uh, in, in happy yard leagues, four and a half points. So very, very concerning how good this defense has been. Um, I, you could bench A.J. Dillon. I have those two neck and neck. So you want a little bit of that Thursday night juice? I get it. I personally would be playing Foreman and Dylan. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that I would, it's hard to argue with anything that you just said. I would lean towards Dylan, but your uh, argument for Wilson is a compelling one. I'm, well, I'm looking at my rankings here. Truth. I do have Dylan a couple spots below Wilson. I, I know I'm, I feel lower on Wilson. That's why I wanted to say him, but then you look at what you know, Dylan. Yes. He found the end zone last week and that, you know, gave him an okay day. But he only saw seven carries and one catch. Um, right. Put up 10 points. Was the running back 18 because of the end zone. But we do know like how regularly Aaron Jones just ends up taking over games. And when the games matter as much as they do right now, they tend to just lean on, on Jones, who saw about 16 touches uh, ahead of him. So that is a concerning workload. You know what? The, the more I think about it, I probably – and I know you said Dylan. I think I'm leaning there to Dylan too. Could he find the end zone? Yes. If he doesn't, I'm really nervous he gets you like – if you didn't find the end zone last time, he would have got you like three points. That would have been a, a weak crusher. So uh, the lowest floor is by far Dylan. And I don't think his ceiling is high enough to then bench Wilson for it. Like Wilson at his worst is probably going to get you six to seven. Maybe could get you back to 20 like you did last week. So yeah. I go Wilson and I go Foreman. I know we spent a lot of time, but that's why they super No, I think I agree with that. It, um, also, Ward just jumped in. Hey, Wolf and Truth, thanks for the content. Sent two questions. Don't need to get to me right away. All right, Ward, thank you. Uh, Legend will, Ward, thank you we'll so much. We'll get to your stuff, but we just won't get to it for like probably 45 minutes. All right, um, yeah. We'll, uh, we love that you're just hanging out with us, uh, supporting the site. You're the man. We got another one from Eduardo. Thank you so much. Is Foreman a start over Rojo or Michelle? Certainly not over Rojo. I, I Rojo. lock in Rojo this week. Top 13 running back for me. Carolina's given up 30-plus carries in multiple weeks, uh, four straight now. So I'm not benching Rojo. Great spot for the guy. Carolina's not nearly the defense they were to start the year. It gets trickier with Sony. Uh, Sony did, though, dominate the workload this last week. Had 18 carries, so I think one or two for Henderson. Played, you know, 75 to 80% of the snaps. To Ran more routes. That was kind of the, the concern was, is 
is Freeman going to come in and take all the routes? No, we had, we had Sony running triple the routes that, that he ended up running uh, Daryl Henderson. So if they have committed to Sony, as it looks like they have way better offense, good matchup against Minnesota. I lean Sony very slightly over him. I definitely go Rojo over Foreman. And I lean Sony very slightly. I like and I like Foreman too. It's just yeah. more so I like Sony a whole lot more. What are your thoughts, Drew? Do you disagree I agree with, any with of that? that? No, I agree with that completely. Actually, awesome. I think that summed up pretty well. CJ is going to be mad that we're just getting into the uh, Sunday news right now. So yeah, uh, yeah, pretty. CJ's going to be real pissed. But guys, thank you so much. We appreciate all the questions. The super chats do get preference, so we had to do that. First, and we got a lot of questions already. So love it. Got a lot of questions. We will get there. We got over fifty of you. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. It does shoot us out to more people. It helps us continue to grow. And of course, with 50 people here, we're about 40 away from getting to our 2K goal. So if any of you have not subscribed yet, it'd be so greatly appreciated, Wolfpack, if you consider hitting that sub button. If you like what you hear, you want to join us for more live shows, please consider doing so. And the last quick thing I want to promote there while I have all your guys' attention here is PrizePix, an awesome app. Please consider downloading it and using code RSJ for your own entertainment. If you download it, you know, you're going to be getting one of the best apps We'll go into a little bit more depth right before we hit all your questions about how it works. But over-unders, their lines are very generous. You can get you know five to five parlays right to 10 times your money. Even if you get one wrong, you still 3x your money. Uh, me and CJ, we've been raking it in. CJ hasn't missed yet. He's won money every single time. He's better at this prop betting thing than me. Picks are up on RoshiJournal.com. But if you use code RSJ, it shows that the pack is we, – we've got a good, solid, loyal pack. And I know we do. Um, that's what we're trying to you know, continue to build these relationships in the industry to prove we can uh, make a real imprint. And so you guys can really help doing that by downloading prize picks using code RSJ. They'll match up to a $100 deposit, uh, fully matched. Awesome stuff. And if you deposit 20 or more, we get a nice little kickback too. So greatly appreciate it if you consider doing that for us. Uh, thanks again. Last promo I'll do for that uh, until about 30 minutes from now. But let's continue uh, on with our Week 16 news. We'll be as fast as we All can. Right. We're going to hit this back and forth real quick before we get into it. Just real fast. We don't even need to elaborate. COVID names prior to today that are on the chopping block. Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, just to name three. Also, to a lesser extent, Jared Goff. Who the fuck cares? And Kendrick Bourne. Um, I only anyway. care about golf because of Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been lighting up the league and certain ancillary pieces like maybe Swift being back, like Craig Reynolds, your guy that you should have played last week. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, those are the guys. But yeah, we, if you missed, you know, we covered those guys all throughout the week. So huge names, no, nobody to gloss over, but we've been covering them throughout right. the week. So we don't want to take right. up your time. We want to make sure we have good, fresh content, starting with Lamar Jackson, the latest on him. He did not participate in practice. Uh, today seems like he could be trending towards out. We had four touchdowns from Tyler Huntley, two on the ground, two yeah. on the air. He QB one last week. And Sandy, the guy's a baller though. I think the more and more he's getting comfortable so, under center, like he has them in every single game. I hope this guy gets a real chance down the line with a franchise. Cause I love what I'm seeing from him. And certainly as a fantasy producer, you could go to him if you're missing Lamar uh, and some other guys out there in the waiver wire too. We can talk about in our Hail Mary section, but Huntley would be the one I would be stashing everywhere as my main guy. Tyler Huntley and Gardner Minshew, in my opinion, two best backup quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. Justin Fields, dealing with an ankle issue, did not practice on Thursday, so that's a blessing for the Bears. Uh, it's actually a downgrade. I know some people think he's like good and it's all naggy. It's like, I see the eye test. He's not good. Um, but anyway, he didn't practice on Thursday, so we'll see uh, if he would, I don't know, if he plays, he's what, a low-end QB2, high-end QB2? I don't know. Only because of the Konami upside, Matt. 
there there is I mean the guy's been a top 15 quarterback in three of his straight three straight full starts averaging over 70 yards a game in those those contests I don't care that's not pretty it doesn't matter it's like Taysom Hill a terrible real life quarterback but awful uh in, in terms of you know a terrible in real life top 10 quarterback more often than not last week he did blow and he's going to be off the list the, the entire starting list this week because he's on the covid list and they'll now be turning to fourth round rookie Ian Brook Ian Book, Book. Ian Book. Book. Even better, Ian Book. Wow, Ian Book. Who strikes fear in a defense quite like Ian Book? Nobody. (laughs) You got the Miami defense trembling over there. They have just become one of the best streamers of the week. They already have been a great streamer, but I know some people worried about them going to the Superdome and they're facing Taysom Hill who puts up some points. No, you're now hammering Miami defense as a top five option. No doubt about it. And you got to downgrade everybody on New Orleans, including Alvin Kamara. Maybe they feed him like 40 times and he goes nuts, but I would be very nervous that they just suck completely, score no points, and you get a dud from your stud when you need it the most. Two things. First of all, Hillary has given us a very generous super chat that we're going to hit in a second. Second of all, you know, you saying that Fields has been a top 15 quarterback three out of the last four weeks, that's that's not doing anything for me. If you're telling me Taysom Hill is like, oh, yeah, he was like actually the QB5 last week or something like that. It's like, okay, if you're the QB15, I don't give a shit. Like, it depends, I guess, what my other options are, but that's not impressive. I mean, that's just like his legs are keeping him from being like the worst quarterback in the league or something like that. He's been like, okay, okay, though. 20-plus points in those three games, Nat. Like, that's not bad. That's very usable, in my opinion. He's you're you're giving him a worse. I think he's been better, like real life wise, but certainly fantasy wise. Real life wise, you think he's been better? Like I saw like the QBR of all the starters in the league, and it's like him and Davis Mills are like the last two people. I think Davis Mills actually not that bad either. (laughs) He's last in the NFL. What are you talking about? (laughs) QBR is a bullshit stat. I don't buy it. It might not have even been QBR. It might have been something better. But anyway, Hillary has given us a very generous super chat. Let's talk to her uh, to her question real quick. Uh, Hillary, come on now. You didn't need to do that. Thank you so much from the uh, living room over there. Much appreciated. Uh, let's see what we got. <laughs> Wolf, truth. As InSync says, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Will AJ Brown be good to me tonight? The only you, people who have ever said that, yes. Coined you, by InSync, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, definitely. No right. one else I, has ever I'm, said that one. I'm pretty sure it was like right around 2000 and three or something when I first heard that phrase coined Uh, (laughs) you two make Thursdays fun. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for the help this year. Anytime. Of course. Um, Is AJ Brown going to be good to her this year or tonight? I think he is. Absolutely. Again, I have him in the top 18 wide receiver, 18. So a high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. There's very few people that can bring you 30 plus point upside in a given week. And AJ Brown is absolutely one of them. He was a top five receiver preseason for a reason. He has not even come close to living up to that. I get it. And Tannehill is a concern. The line is a concern. All those things are very concerning, no doubt about it. But San Fran's a bottom 11 matchup for the guy. They were their 11th most points. So very generous in that sense. Um, not someone to shy away from. And they've been so clearly a lackluster without him that, yes, absolutely, he is going to be a viable play tonight. Could he bust? Of course. But it is so risky to put a guy like this with 30-plus point upside. When you're in your, your semis, you need the booms. You need the guys that can go nuts. I have a feeling he can do that just right for you tonight. So, absolutely, you're playing him tonight. Agree. Ronald Williams has given us a super sticker. His question right above it is, A.J. Brown, a must start. I only have Gabriel Davis, Chase Claypool, and Jerry Judy. 
Yeah. You oh, yeah. You're starting him well ahead of any of those guys. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Davis, the only one that's even mediocrely close. And I have him 10 spots below. Yeah. AJ Brown. Like Jerry Judy, he had zero last week. Why would no, no, no. Close? It's 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 not close. Yes. You're it's not even close. Thanks yeah, for yeah, the support, Brown. though. Definitely. But we thank you so it. much for the support. Yeah. I, I'd go in more depth for you. But over those three, AJ Brown is head and shoulders above all of them, Ronald. And thank you, though, so, yeah. so much for We're back to quarterbacks. Last CJ's one. CJ's really mad at you, by the way, thinking wow. Fields is not good. Uh, yeah, yeah ma- imagine imagine using my eyes and uh, his team's success and uh, all <laughs> tangible ratings to think that this guy's no good. Been watching him all year. Andy Dalton would give them a better chance to win football games right now <laughs> if he was healthy. Um, speaking on Thursday, Kevin Stefanski confirmed, quote unquote, the plan is for Baker Mayfield to return for Saturday's game against the Packers. Don't know if that's a blessing or a curse either. Baker Mayfield has not exactly been lighting it up, but it uh, looks like he's going to be back for the game against the Packers. Honestly, I assume the Packers will smash them, whether they're rolling with him or uh, what's-his-face, uh, Case Keenum. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So another player we're going to cover, though, that's coming off the COVID list with him is Jarvis Landry, who has been the apple to Baker Mayfield's eye lately. With them playing from behind, we could see a big Landry game who he's gone over 15 fancy points in PPR leagues, I think in three straight now. So ultimately, Landry becomes a lot more viable with a guy like Baker out there. Moving on to running back, one that breaks my heart to read right here. Dalvin Cook is on the COVID list. Uh, Just another one of my studs to get claimed to COVID. Awful. Just sucks. He's going to miss the game. He is unvaccinated. Fucking asshole. Thanks, Dalvin Cook. Um, So he won't be there for week 16. Clint Kubiak saying, I know he's going to be bummed out. Yeah, selfish prick didn't fucking do his job and like we don't want to get political with this because we, we could get crazy here but still fuck you dalvin cook uh should we do a i love you to come back and win me a title next week and you're back i love you dalvin cook get better soon <laughs> quick change of tune but i'm really pissed about this one this sucks because i don't have madison but madison does become a top six running back for me because every time he's in he's seen 29 plus touches in all three games he's smashing them all this is the hardest matchup madison's gonna have so i don't know if it's a quite just like slide him right into the elite but, man, I mean, he's done it every single time. This is a great offense, a great blocking line, a good zone scheme. Madison should have a great field day with that against that Rams team. Cliff Kingsbury said James Conner and Rondell Moore are both going to be game-time decisions. Conner uh, is dealing with a heel injury. He remains sidelined for Thursday's practice. By the way, the two running backs that I went against this week um, that knocked me out of the playoffs, James Conner and Austin Eckler, neither one of them probably will be playing this week. So, uh, yeah, good timing for me. perfect indeed should he be out though connor chase edmonds would go right into my top 15 running backs i know indy is a tough rundy but edmonds is a great pass catcher he'd become an every down player the guy looked pretty juicy last week on his six carries ripping up about 50 yards i think he could have himself a nice day against the colts if he's the lone guy we'll know that one on saturday so keep tracking that i don't it's Christmas Day. There's a good chance none of us are going to be live. But, hey, if I wake up early and, and I'm feeling it and presents aren't starting or whatever, maybe we'll be live for a bonus show on Christmas Day. Who knows? We'll find out. My children uh, will never let me get away with that. No, way. I know. I won't I won't be seeing you, Truth. I understand that one completely. I'll tune uh, in but, and give you a like. But, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would be appreciated. Joe Mixon did practice in full on Thursday, second straight day. I know there's some concern with that ankle injury. He might miss this game. But he should be out there. Yes, Baltimore, a little bit of a scary matchup, but he had a solid game against them last time. Let me just pull up the stats real quick. Uh, I believe it was two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Baltimore, oh, no, that was one of his lesser games. He went on a two-touchdown streak for like five straight after that. He did have 12 points, was the running back 19, so a solid day. That's kind of the floor of him. He had a touchdown, 59 yards, 
they kind of bottled him up pretty good. But overall, Mixon's going to be another one of those guys, similar to A.J. Brown, tough to bench given the ceiling he has every week, given the, the high role he has in a good offense every week. Tough to bench. He's my running back 12. All right, we're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to talk right now. Buccaneers placed Leonard Fournette on IR. Tough break. Um, we can move on from that. We've talked about how important Rojo is going to be now. I just want to ask a Buccaneers-related question. First of all, the Bucs scoring zero points. What do you think odds you could have gotten on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers putting up a goose egg in their game against the Saints? And second of all, have you ever seen a worse series of losses within one football game? Godwin, Evans, Fournette, out, out, out. Like that, that's tremendous. And yeah. I mean, you know, Brady didn't really do himself proud after that, but I mean, talk about just hamstringing somebody like completely. That is a ridiculous streak of bad luck to have in one game. That was horrendous. Yeah. The saints clearly have their number. First time yeah. Brady's been shut out in 15 years. Absolute insanity there. Um, I, the odds of no touchdowns being scored in this game, I think we're plus 5,000. If I'm not mistaken, I heard that on a podcast earlier this week. Um, I might, I got to check my math. I'm not positive on that, but it was certainly uh, very, very low. And shutout for the Bucks would probably be similar to that because you assume they'd at least get a, a field goal. Again, first time in 15 years for Brady. But yeah, injury luck, I've never seen that. Like three straight studs in that sense go back to back to back out. Nuts. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. But the Saints really do have their number. They haven't, Brady hasn't beat them in the regular season since becoming a, a Buck. That's kind of crazy. Let, let's also know. not forget what the Saints did to the Packers in week one. I think it was 38 to three, something like that. Yeah. Um, so Ian Book uh, driving a, a nasty spaceship right now. Uh, we missed this one. We got a $2 super hat chat. Uh, Jason Harney, Edmonds or Henderson for RB2, Brown or Parker for flex? I'm definitely going uh, I'm going uh, Edmonds over Henderson, especially if James Connors ruled out, but pretty much even, anyways. They're both in committees, but I think you know Edmonds has the clearer role, and he's playing with the more banged-up guy ahead of him. So give me Edmonds there. Um, and then it's A.J. Brown, is that right? Yep. Yeah, I'm going A.J. Brown um, over. Who's the other option? Parker. Yeah, yeah, definitely A.J. Yeah. Brown. Waddle will be back. Um, if Waddle was out, this would be a little bit closer. Parker's played really good ball. Tua's looking really solid. But Parker's ceiling is 15. A.J. Brown's is 30. And their okay. floors are very similar. So, I, I, yeah, I go A.J. Brown, definitely. Thanks for the support, I got to grab Jason. my charger while we're uh, we hitting the next news nugget. I'll yep, be right You back. got it. Thanks for the support, Jason. We appreciate it. Antonio Gibson, toe issue. Hey, there's another guy I went against last week that probably won't be playing this week. Uh, he remained sidelined for Thursday's practice, injured his toe in Tuesday night's loss to Philadelphia. He has not practiced since. Of course, J.D. McKissick is on IR. Washington is going to be turning to Jared Patterson and Jonathan Williams. That's right. Jared Patterson and Jonathan Williams, about to be household names for the Washington football team. Uh, if Gibson is not cleared for Sunday night, uh, you know, if he does play, he's, you know, low-end RB1, high-end RB2 probably. Yeah, we'll talk about him in higher, lower Hail Mary. I am lower on him, assuming he's in. And if he's out, Jared Patterson, one of the best Hail Marys. He's only 3% rostered right now. Very oh. rare you can get a guy that would be in line for 20 touches if Gibson misses it. I get the, the matchup's no good. We're going to talk about why it's no good. But even still, if you're desperate for some running back volume and the way COVID's going right now, you know, we all might be desperate at some point this week. Uh, I certainly am right now. So uh, Jared Patterson, a guy to definitely stash ahead of this week just to see how all these dominoes fall for sure. Sure, Ramon sure. Yeah, absolutely. Ramondre Stevenson, illness, not COVID related, but he was sidelined Thursday's practice. This would obviously vault Damian Harris. They're both right around like my running back, you know, 30, 32 type of range, really neither one's an appealing starter to me. 
unless one of the other ones out. And right now it's looking like Stevenson could be that one to miss time. You give Damian Harris, who ran that 64-yard touchdown against the Bills last time, just kind of churned and churned and churned. Shouldn't have any problem against them. Should he be the main guy? 20-plus touches. Now, granted, he also is questionable with that hamstring getting limited practices in. He practiced in limited fashion last week, but then ultimately sat. So if he misses it, Brandon Bolden, another guy to potentially stash on your benches. I know J.J. Taylor would be more of the guy, but I imagine they just kind of abandon the run at that point and just kind of dink and dunk it to Bolden as their extension of the run game and just let Mac Jones do what he can do and see what happens there. Also, Mitch, real quick with a quick super chat, says Merry Christmas, Wills, one and all. Good luck. Thanks for the support, Mitch. Thanks for being here, as always. Miles Sanders. Can we talk about Miles Sanders for a second? When was the last time time that guy got into the end zone? Sometime last year, I guess, right? It wasn't this year. Yeah. He did not practice on Thursday for the second straight day. Jordan Howard uh, was upgraded to a full participant, so we could see a little bit of a flipperoo there as far as who their top guys. Sanders has actually not looked bad. He just can't get into the end zone. No, he always looks good. He's a great player. I just, the end zone allergies are extremely frustrating, but man, this guy rips time and time again. And that line is one of the best, if not the best run blocking line in the NFL. The lanes these guys are running through is crazy. Their commitment to the run is very, very clear. If he plays against the Giants team where they're heavy favorites, he's going to be a monster play. Jordan Howard, though, should he sit, would be a probably top 20. I have I have Sanders right now at running back 20. If he misses the game and Howard becomes the guy, almost a one-for-one replacement. Not in the sense that Howard has the talent of Sanders, but you could pencil him in for 20-plus touches with no Sanders there. That's a very bad defense and certainly a nose for the end zone. I think we'd be getting like an 80- to 100-yard day from Howard with a touchdown plus. So definitely worth rostering him. All these kind of hypothetical backs with this year, this this week, especially being as crazy as it is, Howard, add him to the list alongside, alongside Justin Jackson. Along Justin Jackson being my number one ad right now, but Howard right there, Jarrett Patterson right there too. Lots of potential Hail Mary backs indeed. And this one's not going to really matter. I, I can't imagine he plays this week or even next week, but maybe for the playoffs and certainly just for dynasty leagues, love to see this one. Rams designated running back Cam Akers with the Achilles injury to return from injured reserve. He is healthy enough to potentially be activated across the next three weeks. Be shocked if he comes back this week. And even if he did, if he got more than like three carries, but still just so encouraging. You see the workout videos of the guy grinding his ass off, looking, you know, pretty explosive in this. It's great to see guys like Donta Foreman um, coming off these Achilles injuries and still looking pretty solid. Similarly with Marlon Mack looking, you know, not, not maybe like his old self, but still pretty damn good. Maybe you know, the ACL kind of became that one that was a dreaded injury that now people just tend to just be themselves again. Maybe the Achilles recovery is becoming a little bit more encouraging. Certainly for his long-term outlook, you love to see the fact that he might be active at some point this year. So those of you in Dynasty Leagues, certainly bump him up in those types of formats. And maybe, just maybe, we see him down the stretch here. I can't imagine he has any seasonal value this week or next week. But I'd love to see him in the playoffs. You know, I'm going to look and see. I think a Rams running back has been top 15 in all but like one or two weeks this year. Whether it was Henderson or whether it was Michelle. That's why Cam Akers, if he's fully healthy... And it looks like he's going to be by the time next year. He'll be in my top 20 running backs. I mean, top 20 overall, no doubt about it, come next year. All right, let's hit wide receivers. Like you said, it just seems like the medical profession has come a long way as far as injuries, like Achilles, ACL, stuff like that. I'm a huge basketball fan. Kevin Durant had an absolutely devastating injury, uh, you know, a year, more than a year ago. And, I mean, he's probably the best player in the NBA right now. And and there was not really any real precedent for coming back from that and being great. But we're seeing it in two of the major, major sports out there. So that's encouraging. As a fan, that's really cool. 
Um, wide receivers, Seahawks have activated Tyler Lockett from the reserve COVID list. Um, Hills is happy about that, right? Oh yeah, you got to be yeah, got to be happy about that for Hills. Uh, he's one of her, her big deep threats, um, and she she needs all the points she can get this week facing a juggernaut of a team. Um, and Lockett, Lockett though walks right into a top six matchup, six most points allowed. Certainly uh, vulnerable to Bears to the deep ball, and their entire secondary was out last week. So you you got to imagine some of those pieces remain out entering this week. I think Lockett, you know, we've seen DK just disappear to dust these last few weeks, but Lockett has really been upping his game. Last time we saw him, he had like 30 something points. We could see another big day from Tyler Lockett in this matchup. Another guy returning is Antonio Brown. He was limited. Seems like I shouldn't promise he returns, but it seems like he is headed towards returning. Um, Mike Evans, meanwhile, was sidelined, which puts Antonio Brown in the driver's seat to be Tom Brady's number one, which makes him a very viable wide receiver, one in fantasy football. My number 11 receiver on the week, should Antonio Brown play? Do not forget this guy is the wide receiver four in fantasy points per game. He is a beast. He'll be the only one there. He should have himself a field day returning. And we had Bruce Arians say he looks just as, as he did before the injury. Take it for what it's worth. He might be lying to us, but either way, there's no one else there anyways. Tyler Johnson, like Scotty Miller. No, it's Antonio Brown's show if and when he returns this week. I actually think 11 is low if he's playing. Uh, speaking Thursday, Kevin Stefanski filled with great quotes this week, uh, ranging from Baker Mayfield and now Jarvis Landry coming off the reserve COVID list tomorrow. It is going to be day 10, so Jarvis coming back. I honestly have no idea what to expect from this guy if he plays. Just like I, I'm glad that I'm not in the ranking business like you are because I don't know what this guy's going to do. Yeah, it's – I have him at 35, which is plus five, the ECR right now. That sounds it's been right. steady. You know, 10, if we're looking at half PPR leagues, that's what I what I mostly play. That's what a lot of you guys play. 12, 12, and 13, full PPR over 15 in three straight games. So good volume. He's been a top 30 receiver in three straight. He could be a, a good lineup replacement. He might be my Mike Evans replacement this week. Um, should he sit? I, you won't know on Evans until Sunday, unfortunately. So I might have to just jam Landry in. And just hope it works out for me. They should be chasing points. I think he's a very viable play. Baker's been peppering him heavily over these last few weeks. And then moving forward, DJ Moore, who I'm always lower on. I'm nine spots below on the ECR this week. He's also not practicing. So everybody might be off on him because he might not play. Uh, but still, anyone getting passes from the worst thrower in the NFL right now, Cam Newton. It may, maybe Ian Book will give him a run for his money, but maybe, yeah, maybe. Ian Book will be the laser show. I just, I'm, I'm not very intrigued to see what Book does. I, I thought it was a Brook all day, but the fact that his last no, no, no. actually it's Book, Ian Book, it gets the appeal that much higher. I cannot wait to see what the Book does. So a couple, a couple of things real quick. I know I was down on Justin Fields and Davis Mills the other day, I, or not the other day, like ten minutes ago, but. Uh, I forgot about Cam Newton. He's probably yeah. worse than both of them. Um, oh, absolutely. Anyway, Justin Collins has just shot us a two-buck super chat. Standard, Gibson, Rojo, Foreman, Jackson. I need two. Oh, man. Uh, let me uh, let me try to find that. It's, it's easier for me to read. Oh, there it is. Justin Collins. Gibson, Rojo, Foreman, Jackson. Need two. I'm locking in um, Rojo here. Number one, far and away. I so this really boils down to Collins, and I'm guessing this is why you toss us in there to make sure we got to it tonight. Do you play Foreman or do you not play Foreman? Right? I don't think I do because I really do like Justin Jackson a whole hell of a lot if Eckler sits. He'll be a top 20 running back for me. Houston's D line all has COVID, they're all out, and they already were surrendering the most yards per game for on the ground. 
So, like, Jackson will be in a smash spot if Eckler misses it. And we haven't seen anybody go on the COVID list and actually return this year, if I'm not mistaken. So, I imagine Jackson is by far the number two here. And even if not, Gibson is still Gibson. Like, he's still a viable bet for the end zone. Even though I like Foreman, I'm going to bench him with the upside of trying to get to Justin Jackson or Gibson, should he be in. Now, if both those guys aren't viable, who's the next one up? Then it becomes ugly. It's probably not better than Foreman, but I still would probably rate, wait this one out, especially with those line concerns right now uh, for the Titans. Omar tossing us another one. You're the fucking Got man. another one. Thanks, Omar. Very so, generous. Well, we have a hard time getting through we're our all material. We're all with uh, Christmas here, apparently. We're like, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I feel like a stripper. Um, people just throwing all dance for a snack. Come on. Show it, some skin, it, baby. Depends how much uh, the Super Chat pot is going to be yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have to hustle actually well if it's already past 7 30 omar's got another one sit one between bark justin jackson jeff wilson full ppr i would sit that's a good one omar um it's it's so tough to evaluate jackson yet because we don't officially know that he's a starter but playing the game that we assume he's the starter i would want him the most out of all these guys i probably sit wilson here omar um, I don't love Barkley though. I How know. could you? The guy has been doing absolutely nothing. We don't even know who his QB is. I, I mean, it's, he said full PPR. That's the one thing that keeps this a little bit closer for me is the full PPR. Cause we do see a lot of targets go Barkley's way. I have Barkley at 23 and I have Wilson at 25. It's very, very close. Um, we've seen Barkley 10, 17 and seven and full PPR. That is uh, 13, 19, and 9. So he's been like, okay. A nine-point floor, that's not hideous. And Philadelphia is actually a, a bottom 10 team, two running backs. So I think I go Barkley and Jackson. I bench Wilson here. What are your thoughts, Truth? I, I feel the same way, although it's close for me between Barkley and Wilson, which is just crazy to say. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> to say that Justin Jackson is the best option. Right, we're like, oh, guys. yeah, smash Justin Jackson there. Yeah, yeah the smash play um, of them all. I guess it does become come down to two though, Omar. Is if if Jackson isn't the guy, let's say Eckler does get cleared, who's the next man up for you? If you waited it out, now you have Barkley in a backup role of Justin Jackson. Who's your next man up? Now I know J- Justin Jackson did put up eleven points in PPR leagues last week, even as the backup. So like he's not horrible as the main backup, but even still, like who would be the next man up? Is it him? Is he the next best option? Ugh, then it gets a little dice here, but I, I'm saying go Barkley, Justin Jackson here. Right. You got you got to hustle here, Wolf. Uh, Craze says start one: Pittman, Christian Kirk, Gage, half PBR. I'm gonna go. I, I call me crazy. I have Christian Kirk the highest here, uh, but Gage. I love all three of these guys, Craze, because I know it's not the answer you're hoping for. I, I do think you can't go wrong. I think the lowest floor of them is Pittman. Um, we saw it last week, one point. He can just kind of disappear. If if Taylor's doing his thing, they won't even look his way. So to me, it comes down to Kirk and Gage as the, the two options here. And what did we just see from Kirk? 12 targets, nine catches, 90 yards, a score. Most routes run for the Cardinals. I'm going Christian Kirk here, followed by Gage, followed by Pittman. All right. Uh, speaking on Thursday, Wink Martindale told reporters he would not be double or triple teaming Jamar Chase like he did Devontae Adams last week. I don't know if that qualifies as super news or anything like that, but he's not going to do it. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we left off at Emmanuel that. Sanders. Manny has been Sanders upgraded. Upgraded to full. 
Uh, downgrade Davis a little bit, but we also have Beasley out on the COVID list. So ultimately, we'll still see Davis in there, my guess, in all three sets. Maybe even moved into the slot, which we know that he likes to pepper, given how Emmanuel Sanders has been more of the outside guy locked in this year. So I'm not downgrading Davis much, if at all. He might actually benefit from being in the slot a little bit more. Uh, tight end notes, two of them real quickly, so then we can get to higher, lower Hail Mary, and then hit all your questions. What time is it? 737. I'd like to be hitting questions by 755. So, hey, if we miss a position, we miss a position. That way we have at least 25 minutes for all your questions. And we got a lot of them. So we will make sure to get there. Darren Waller did not participate, though. You're already knowing he's not going to play. He hasn't played since Thanksgiving. And Pat Fryermuth also not practicing second consecutive day. Two concussions last month. It seems very unlikely we see him as well. So make sure you guys have backup plans, which we will cover as we get to higher, lower Hail Mary. As we do so, Wolfpack, 50 of you here, only 17 likes on Facebook. Don't know how many we got on YouTube, but it'd be so appreciated if you consider hitting that yeah. button. And of course, consider subscribing over on YouTube so we can get that 2K goal, baby. Let's hit these higher, lower hail. We got another 27 on YouTube, so we got 44 total. Okay, All right. not Stafford. bad. Nah, keep it going, baby. You got you like Stafford as your QB2. That's five above the experts at, at the Vikings. And you also like Burrow, two above the experts at QB9. Not a huge discrepancy there, but you really like Stafford this week, huh? Yeah, I wanted to make sure to include Burrow. I'll start with him because I'm getting a lot of questions on him. Last time out against the uh, Ravens, this guy was bombing. Jamar Chase himself had 200 yards, and Burrow was just throwing seeds all over the place. This defense is giving up the most plays of 20-plus yards and of 40-plus yards, and that was before they lost Marlon Humphreys. We just saw what Aaron Rodgers did to them. It wasn't pretty. I think Burrow, who had 28 points, was the QB2 the last time out against them when they had Marlon Humphreys could repeat that performance. He's also only 5,900 on DraftKings. We'll be smashing stacks with Joe Burrow all week. And then Stafford. I mean, I know he was a little bit ugly on, on Monday night, 16 points, QB 11 still. He's had 23, 24, and 23 ahead of that game. And this is me saying I am guaranteeing he gets right back into 23-plus points against a Minnesota team that is bottom five in points allowed to QBs. And I just don't really like – that many of the, the high-end options, like Kyler Murray feels riskier. Pat Mahomes feels riskier with all this COVID. Justin Herbert, they, they might just pound the rock all day against Houston. So it's more so. I just like him a whole lot more than the other options that a lot of people have him below. Jesse C. wants to know, A.J. Brown, Antonio Brown, Madison, Gage, or Waddle. You pick four. Different way of saying that is bench one of these guys. Got to bench one. Ooh, that's a tough bench, Jesse C. To me, I'm benching Gage, I think. If it's full PPR, Jesse, I might even bench A.J. Brown. This is one of the rare instances that these options are all right there, if not higher than A.J. Brown in full PPR, given that we know Waddle will get 10-plus targets against a defense giving up the fourth-most points to receivers. Gage has been the wide receiver, too, in his last four weeks. He's been absolutely killing it. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth, but he has been insane, so that's really tough to bench, too. So in terms of safety-wise, A.J. Brown's probably the riskiest of all these guys. Um, I don't know. It, it, I mean, or it's certainly standard. I'm going A.J. Brown in that upside. Antonio Brown's a little risky, too, but I would I would pick him over A.J. I agree. Yeah, I, it, it um, kind of comes down to that for me. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the, the four. So kind of want to bench A.J. Brown, but it would be gauge in half or standard leagues. I'd be benching him. All right, 15 minutes we got. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you like uh, lower. You got basically him and Stafford switching spots. You got him as your QB six, four below the experts. You're also not a big fan of Prescott against Washington. QB 12, three below the experts. Yeah, Patty Mahomes is just more so the weapons at this point. He looked really good last week. Uh, I, I have no doubt that if Hill and Kelsey get cleared, 
erase everything I'm just saying right now. He will be more than okay against Pittsburgh. But they did look a whole lot better with Joe Hayden back last week. Um, I'd be nervous. I just don't know how he's QB2 with all of his weapons cabinet out with COVID right now. And then Dak Prescott, the QB27 across mm-hmm. his last five games. Yeah. He's had, you know, he's averaging 11 fantasy points per game across his last five games. Been outside your top 20 in all but one week in his last five games. Yes, Washington should be a great matchup. Yes, it's prime time. I don't care. I'd be benching Dak if I could this week. Agreed. Hail Marys. Jimmy G tonight. I don't think that's a bad call at all. Jimmy G, like I said, he's kind of sneaky good. Um, Jared Goff also. Crazy that we're talking about him in any sort of positive terms at all. But the Lions have had a bit of a renaissance in the last three, four weeks. Uh, They're going at Atlanta. um, And also Big Ben against KC. That's a must-win game. I'm not touching Big Ben personally. Yeah, Jimmy G's like low ceiling, but decent floor. He'll get you 15, and he might get you to 20 if everything bends right. And against Tennessee, as we've talked about, the definition of a pass funnel, second fewest points allowed to running backs, ninth most points allowed to QBs, and second most points allowed to receivers. I think Debo is going to do some dangerous things to these guys. I think Kittle will smash them. And you get the ancillary benefits of having Jimmy G. He only had 14 last week, was the QB 14, but he's been top 15 in all but one of his last six games. That's not bad floor to have baked in. It's not sexy, but if you need a Hail Mary, it's a decent baked in floor. And then Jared Goff had his best game of the year, taking down the Cardinals last week with 21 fantasy points. He's actually had 21 or more in two of his last three. He's been cooking, but he is on the COVID list right now. Should he play, he gets an Atlanta team giving up the third most points to signal callers. So you could do a whole lot worse, but who knows if he's even going to be out there. That's pretty desperate. Running back Zeke going against Washington as your RB9-4 above the experts. And Joe Mixon against Baltimore, RB12-3 above the experts. Yeah, Zeke, He's I, I know he's looked kind of like a slug most of this year. But last week he did look a little bit more explosive after the game. In his post-game presser, he said his knee is a whole lot less uh, worrisome to him. He's thinking about it a lot less. He's not feeling the pain nearly as much. And he had one of his best games uh, of the season with 52 yards, uh, a touchdown there wasn't all that efficient with the points. It was the running back 10 last week. And now he gets a Washington team that we just saw the Eagles decimate. Uh, they had no defensive linemen. I don't know how many will be back by the time Sunday kicks off, but should it be that same D line versus this Cowboys offensive line, they will be moving them all over the place. So I like Zeke a lot. And then just, I think, you know, mixing a lot of people worried about the ankle. He's been practicing him full, treat him as if it's mixing any given week, in which case mixing should always be a top 12 guy given his Huge role in one of the most explosive offenses uh, of late. The only concern is the the that Samaj P. Ryan's kind of nibbling into his receiving cheese right now. You hate to see it because he is such a great pass catcher. I don't get it. But even still, such a good nose for the end zone. You know, he had five straight weeks with two plus touchdowns. Like that that upside always exists with Mixon. I'd have a very hard time being running back 18 or whatever he's at right now. No way. Jesse C points out, and thanks for the support again, Jesse. Full point PPR bonus after 100 yards receiving or rushing. That's also how my league goes. Does that change your opinion at all when you're saying uh, sit AJ Brown? Yeah, it sure does. Because you know, if he goes off when he hits his ceiling, he's getting that bonus. I mean, he's he's a guy to go for 150, right? So that does change it for like. I can't bench Madison though. I think Antonio Brown's a great bet for 100 yards. Like th- to me, with that bonus in place, Jesse. I would, I'd be getting AJ Brown in. I'd have to, because he, you know, Waddle as good as he is. I'd be benching Waddle. He might catch nine balls for like fifty yards, right? So Waddle would probably be like the guy I bench here. You said you'd be benching who? Waddle. Yeah, like low A dot, low upside. 
Um, you know, Gage uh, with that bonus, I think Gage Brown and AJ and uh, both Browns all have hundred yard upside. Waddle, sure he does, but like he's the lowest bet to hit that bonus too. So, yep. um, I I don't know what the bonus exactly is, but if it's in my five, in my league in my league in my league it's plus one. Yeah, so anyway. no, not bad at all. All right, I might maybe it's two. I don't thanks know. Thanks so all much, right. SEC, for the support too. We really yeah, man. Thanks it. a lot. We got five minutes, and we're cutting it off in five minutes. And we're going to the mailbag, no matter what, Wolf. So do these as fast as or as slow as you want. Um, Antonio Gibson, you like him lower against Dallas. You got him as your RB fifteen, six below the experts. Also, Jeff Wilson. We've talked a ton about him tonight. You like him at RB twenty five, four below the experts. Yeah, just reemphasizing the fact that Wilson gets the second fewest points allowed to backs. That line could be enough to overcome that but I am skeptical. He's had one good game this year. Let's not let last week's recency bias cloud us to the fact that this guy has really just sucked most of the season. And then Antonio Gibson, six spots below the ECR. How is this guy top 10 against a Dallas team that's giving up the third fewest points? The uh, Other than Tennessee, you know, one of the hardest matchups possible. Last time he faced Dallas, he had four points. and was the running back 43. That was just two weeks ago, even with McKissick off the field. He was a dud. They seem to always want to vulture his goal line work with a banged up toe. Give, I'm yeah, passing on Antonio Brown if I or Antonio Gibson, and just a thank you. Another super chat from Jesse. Man, you're Anytime, a legend, Jesse. Man. Thanks, thank bud. you so much. We really, really appreciate your support, brother. Um, Hail Mary, Justin Jackson. We already talked about him a bunch. Um, and if he's gone, uh, Duke Johnson? Question mark. Yeah, 22 carries last week. They're saying it's going to be a competition, but I do think Miami will roll the Saints with Ian Book or whatever the fuck Book, whoever he is. They should have no problem laugh so hard when Ian Book throws for 450 yards. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we'll, we'll bookmark this one. Book it lately. Literally. Right. Uh, but, a lot but, of book puns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I think the game flow should be in a ton of work. It is the hardest matchup for running backs, but even still, Duke looks really good. Their best back. I hope they keep going to him. Jared Patterson, Jordan Howard, the other two we've already talked about on this show as guys that you should stash. And if everything bends right, could be very viable Hail Marys as well. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett against Chicago. You got him as your wide receiver nine. Wow, that's generous. Two above the experts. I guess they like him too. Also, Christian Kirk against the Colts. Wide receiver 18 for the Wolf, 23 for the experts. Also, Russell Gage, who we just talked about, uh, going against the Lions. You like him at wide receiver 22. That seems low given how great he's been. The experts like him even less, though, at 27. Yeah, 20 and 27 PPR points for Tyler Lockett. Wide receiver for the last time we saw him. Now gets a Chicago team that's an easier matchup than anyone he's played against these last few weeks. I think he will light them up. He's certainly Russell Wilson's main target. Uh, the, the center narrative of not targeting DK Metcalf has been in full effect these last few weeks. Um, and then the other guy that you mentioned there, Russell Gage, as we talked about, like a top five wide receiver across his last four games, 18, 22, 10, and 23 fantasy points, has been a top 10 receiver in two of his last three weeks. There is like a little bit of a lower floor, but it feels like a really high ceiling, especially against a Detroit team that is bottom grade and PFF against everything. So definitely higher on Russell Gage as well. Going lower, Mike Williams at Houston. You like him at your wide receiver 31st. The experts like him at 19. That's insane. It's insane that anybody could like this guy wide receiver 19 in any format at all. That's ludicrous. Also, DK Metcalf against Chicago. Similar. You got him as your wide receiver 33. The experts like him at 16. That is a mo monstrous discrepancy. You know, we all know the talent when it comes to DK, but you got to just look at what the guy's producing, i.e. nothing. Um, Amari Cooper, also Washington, 32 for you, uh, 26 for the experts. That's nowhere near the discrepancy that the top two guys are. 
Um, Williams, I just feel like, speaks for himself. I feel like these both speak for themselves. How can they, they be so high on these guys? They're the guys that get ranked so high because as soon as they blow up, they, they're they on your bench and they kill you, right? Well, they're killing you every single time they're in yeah, the lineup. You're going to get one not... awesome game out of DK Metcalf and be like, shit, he's killed you like eight weeks in a row. Exactly. I would. I am done trying to play that game. I've been done for three straight weeks now. Yeah. I've been. He's been my lower. I'm just going to keep doing it because it's too easy. It pans out every single time. Mike Williams has been a top. He's wide receiver 19 this week in the ECR. He has only once in his last nine games finished inside the top 20. That was against Pittsburgh. That was that last second play, right? That was like in the game. last minute and a half of the game or something. Exactly. He even with Keenan Allen out two yeah. weeks ago, he had didn't six finish for sixty. I think. He, he had 16 points, was the wide receiver 20 exactly. Yet we're ranking him inside the top 20. That's in nuts. all the other games outside those two, he's been outside the top 40 wide receivers. No thank you, folks. I will be betting on seven games of outside top 40. I do not want to touch him. DK Metcalf, very similarly. Again, 18 spots below the ECR. How is he a top 15 receiver in rankings? Makes no sense. This is PPR points. 6, 7, 2, 11, 8, 11. 11. It's just going to be... This guy's going to blow up at some point and people are going to be like, see, I told you. And it's like, yeah, but you've been wrong like a million weeks. In you're a not row. here. So if you're, you're right. Like 15% Metcalf, you're of not the here time. tonight because you wouldn't be in your finals. You wouldn't be in right. your semifinals. If you've been using DK Metcalf right now, you are not here. I'll so I guess you, that's why the guy in my hometown moving. league, the guy in my hometown league that had Metcalf sure as hell didn't make the playoffs. I can tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely not. And Amari Cooper, I keep getting the like, yeah, but prime time, right? Dak and him, prime time, six, nine, six, 16, and three PPR points in his last five games. I'm not, I'm not banking on that. No way I'm trusting him. He has been a dud gallop ever since Gallup returned. Dak throws to Gallup far more often than Amari Cooper has seen double digit targets just twice on the year and none over his last eight games. No way. Not in All there. right. Hail Mary's uh, real quick, assuming Gabriel Davis is already gone, Alan Lazard or MVS, um, you know, depending on who's available. Tyler Johnson at Carolina, you like, and also Treadwell playing against the Jets. Yeah, and I'll toss out Braxton Berrios with uh, Jamison Crowder not practicing. Berrios is just a touchdown machine. I don't get it. It's crazy. But the guy, every time red zone starts, it's like, here's Berrios going into the end zone. I don't know why. It's usually all he does on the day. But you need a Hail Mary. That's not bad. I love whoever's going to be the main deep threat for Aaron Rodgers. If it's MVS, fire him up against a bad Cleveland secondary that's pretty banged up right now. If it's Alan Lazard, even better. The guy has been very solid when MVS is out of the lineup, and he is on the COVID list right now. So it seems unlikely he plays. Alan Lazard, last time we didn't have MVS in the lineup, put up 21 fantasy points with the wide receiver eight. Definitely a viable Christmas Day miracle for you guys out there. Um, and then the last one out there, obviously Gabe Davis, my number one. Um, but Tyler Johnson led the Bucks in receiving. We know Tony Brown's going to be back, but we know Tom Brady can sustain far more than just one receiver too. So Tyler Johnson seems like in line for number two duties, like him a lot. Also, so I, I want to just say the Wolf steered me wrong. He said I should start Daryl Williams over Craig Reynolds, and ultimately that lost me the game. But he also told me to start Gabriel Davis, um, and I wouldn't have been in the game in the first place if I hadn't started Gabriel Davis, who had a big game. So and remember, uh, we were he, like, he giveth and he taketh away. But you, the, the, you kind of convinced me to let you go, Daryl. Too, I said Craig. No, he was no, my no, Hail Mary I, last week, and then you go, but Daryl Williams, he's such a good locker no, room I guy. Backed off. I backed If, I, if, I, if you play the, the if you play the tape last week, I actually had him out of my lineup, and then you convinced me to put him back in, and uh, I wanted you, to. You convinced yourself. No, you were hey, talking listen, about his locker room. Listen, presence. I'm trying to give you a compliment that you had me in the game in the first place because Gabriel Davis was in, which is yeah, true. But, but you did, you did you did try. 
listen to the podcast back. Wolfpack, <laughs> now, now, he's, uh, now he's treading into dangerous waters. But the point is, I wouldn't have been in the game anyway if Gabriel Davis hadn't had such a big yeah. game. And that was due to the Wolves' advice earlier in the week. So I can't blame him. And ultimately, anytime you take someone else's advice and you lose, it's your fault. It's not yeah, the, it's not the person who's involved. You give it. I'll give the Wolves shit. But, like, ultimately, that came down to me. Um, Absolutely. And all right. Two, so I'm look. just going to give two quick tight end Hail Marys. I don't yeah, go know, ahead. I know we don't have time for higher, lower, all that stuff. We'll just give you two Hail Marys because I know a lot of you guys are looking for Travis Kelsey replacement plans here, myself included. One guy I wish I was out there in my league, and he's not, is Cole Komet, who has seen a shitload of targets these last few weeks. I uh, saw 9, 11, 7, and 5 across his last few games. Was the tight end 9 last week with 13. He had 15 points just two weeks ago. He's getting very serious volume. Seattle's giving up these six most points, two tight ends. I really like this play for Cole Komet. He also has not even scored a touchdown yet, and he's still been a viable top 10 tight end in two of his last four games. I think you can get that this week. And maybe he just finds the end zone for once in his damn life. We will see. And on the other side of that ball is Gerald Everett, who has had 15, one point. That was horrible. 11 and 10 PPR points. He has been a top 10 tight end, top 13 tight end, I should say. So a fringe tight end one in three of his last four games. He is seeing more volume than DK Metcalf. You can toss this guy in there as a Hail Mary, uh, given that the Bears are also a bottom 10 matchup for tight ends. Both of those guys are my favorite widely available tight ends. If neither of them are somehow available, oh, you pray and you go to Noah Gray as the uh, replacement should Kelsey be out. Just go for the guy taking his spot and hope that Mahomes finds him for a touchdown, maybe even two. That's where I would go at real desperation times. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Wolfpack. That was a fucking legendary uh, rapid fire there. Thank you guys so much for being here on your Thursday night kickoff, spending your time with us. So appreciate that you'd seek out our opinions. If you don't mind hitting that like, that thumbs up button yeah, on your way out here. Come on. And even more important, hit that subscribe if you like what you heard. You want to catch us live. Usually it's not this hectic. Usually we can give you nice in-depth answers on Monday through Thursday. I don't know. It's usually pretty hectic. <laughs> usually pretty hectic on Thursday, though. We start 10 minutes early. It doesn't help. We just get more. And I love it. It's fucking awesome, though. We really appreciate you guys so much. All of our content, if you're new here, is on rotostreetjournal.com. My rankings. We also have an iOS app. You can find all that there. And one last plug, one of the best fucking apps there is. That's Prize Picks on Google Play, on iOS, or prizepicks.com. You use code RSJ, and you can get up to $100 matched. You put in 20 bucks, we get a nice kickback, and it's so greatly appreciated, Wolfpack. Our man CJ cannot miss. He's putting his picks up on our site every single primetime game, every Sunday. Check our socials, Rose Street Journal, on Instagram. He always puts them up there as well. Whew. Prize Picks, code RSJ, not case sensitive. You can do it any which way. It does help your boys out so much to show the power of the pack. Sub, like, all that good stuff. AJ Brown tonight, Denny Jennings, you're a wise ass, and I fucking love you. I know you uh, Gallup or St. Brown? I'd go St. Brown if Goff's in. I'd go Gallup if he's out. Roger Lee. Roger Logger, whatever your name is. Whew, I need to breathe. I think I'm going to have an asthma attack over here. But you I guys know. are the best wolf pack. Thank you so much for your support, for yeah. being here. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. Any last words, truth? I know I just kind of went crazy there. So no, I mean you—you you did what you had to do, man. I will just say I know my daughter's dribbling, and it sounds like a machine gun up there. She really does have an excellent handle. Uh, They're fucking point. awesome. At some point, I'll show you a video of her dribbling. She's pretty good. She—I've seen the videos myself. Yeah, we got to show the pack. She's yeah, yeah. she's fucking got some great handles. Um, but yes, Wolf Pack, thank you again so much for spending your Thursday here with us. We greatly appreciate it. I hope everybody out there that's still here with us, awesome that you're still here. Have a very very merry. Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you have 
a healthy, safe time with you and your family. Everybody, be safe out there. Have a blast. Danny, I told you I'd chug this for you. So, what is that like mineral water or something? Mm-mm. You chug. It's still, it's still alcohol. Oh, okay. It just has vitamin say, D in it, too. You, you chug like Aaron Rodgers. Fuck you. That wasn't, that wasn't a bad chug. You kidding me? Get <laughs> remember, out of when, here. remember when he was like, yeah, that was abysmal. My teeth hurt. Oh, I'm Aaron Rodgers. My toes hurt. It was even in a cup, too. It was in a cup. It's like, you know, you can just throw that down. Probably Amazon Prime. Um, cheers to Danny Jennings. Merry Christmas to you, Mike Clay. You guys are the best. Truth, Merry Christmas to you as yeah, well, man. man. I hope you guys have, have a very happy holiday. Wish it to Anna, the family, everybody. Your Christmas card was awesome. We really appreciate it. Love the note in the back. RJ for life indeed. Wolfpack. Uh, fine, Brad. You got in here last second. Davis, Renfro, Diggs, pick two. I'm going digs. I'm going Renfro, baby. Yep, me too. I know you're in agreement. Already Wolfpack. We're getting out of here. We got to go enjoy this game. All right. Best of luck. Cheers. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.